What's up, everyone? It's Tori Lavello, manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Thanks for checking in. Hope everybody's doing great. It's time to kick off happy hour. And Clue Haywood says it's time for Friday beers. Hell yeah, it is. It's time for Friday beers. Welcome into a PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Monti, occasionally known as your mayor of this joint. This guy over here is your vice mayor. He's also the one that keeps me in line. It's the Thunderstick Jesse Friedman. Tori made that video just for us. Just for us. Right? Just, just for us. Just yeah, for this just specific for episode Ignore of the show. The cameo thing at the bottom <laughs> and everything else that we got going on. But it's Friday. Welcome in, guys. Thank you guys again for joining us. This show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, we are very, very uh, excited for the weekend, for World Baseball Classic to start here at Chase Field. And very excited to see this game tonight between the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Cincinnati Reds. However, we do have a little bit of breaking news. Jesse, a very important person in our hearts and our lineup cards, was removed from tonight's game. Yeah, according to, uh, I guess, the Diamondbacks released this themselves, uh, they said that according to a manager's decision, Corbin Carroll is no longer in the Diamondbacks lineup tonight. I wouldn't read too much into that at this point. I want to read into it. I, I, I want to be mad. I want to be mad, Jesse. I know you want to read Did into it. Did you see what it. happened with Kevin Durant the other night? I want to get. I want to overreact about everything. That was. I mean, that was pretty clearly an injury, right? That wasn't a preseason. I don't game. know. This is a game I that means know. absolutely just, nothing. Uh, and at the end of the day, whether Corbin Carroll does play in tonight's game doesn't have any bearing on the success of the Arizona Diamondbacks in the true. long run. So tap the brakes. Uh, of oh, course, I wanna, by, I wanna overreact so by the badly. time that uh, some of you hear this, maybe over the weekend, uh, I'm sure, you know, hopefully <laughs> things, you will be figured out. Hopefully You'll have more you will information. receive the news that it was nothing more than just kind of a routine lineup switch, which does happen a, a decent amount in spring training. Very true. Very true. And it could be as easy as uh, they need to see somebody else, perhaps, in the starting lineup just to Dominic see. Canzone Dominic Canzone. Dominic Canzone. Said. Good name to see. Uh, and another good name to see is Brandon Fott on the mound, who will be starting for the Diamondbacks tonight. Uh, it's getting really interesting because, obviously, we know that there is still this competition uh, for this fifth starting rotation spot. But uh, there's there, we, we talked about it. We talked about some of Lavello's comments and such. There's just things that... Uh, again, kind of uh, make me wonder if Brandon Fott can do enough at this point to potentially win this job, even even with being as good as he's been so far in his starts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we talked about the other day how like, you know, when Jordan Lawler got officially sent down, it was like, yeah, he could have hit 700 and yeah. it probably wouldn't have made any difference <laughs> right. whatsoever right. with where he started the season. That's what it's starting to feel about. Like, I don't know Fott. if it's necessarily that way with Brandon Fott, but, uh, but yeah, the comment that we played on the show the other day, uh, Tori Lavella was sort of given an opportunity to acknowledge that Brandon Fott was right in the middle of the conversation for the fifth starter spot. He didn't really do that, Derek. He yeah. kind of he kind of danced around it a little bit. So we continue to suspect that maybe Brandon Fott, uh, you know, has a, a pretty difficult road in into the Diamondbacks starting rotation, if if even a road at all. Uh, but nonetheless, it will be a lot of fun to watch him pitch. And uh, I was going to say in Cincinnati. That's not how this <laughs> no, works. We're not, not, we're not there yet. Year. It it's, feels like Cincinnati. Yeah, Goodyear might as yeah, well be Cincinnati. Might as well be Cincinnati for where we, we need to drive the minute that this show is over. But uh, Jesse actually made some roster projections uh, not too long ago in January. And he recently updated that with his most recent uh, observations and, and roster projections uh, on gophnx.com. Go get that. It's a wonderful article. It breaks down a lot of what we've seen so far in spring training camp. But something interesting is that Jesse 
hasn't changed very much. Uh, I nope. think that some of his early projections in January ended up being fairly solid. We talked about that on the show. We even talked about, you know, of course, uh, you know, that the Diamondbacks probably didn't have too many options when it came to who they were going to have on their on their roster, who they were going to have on the depth chart, and who they were going to inevitably have to send down. But uh, one thing that's looking more and more like a reality is Jesse did have Dre Jameson in there as the fifth man in the starting rotation. And, I, I mean, I know it's still far too early to say it's it's a done deal, but it, it does feel the, the more we move along in camp, like this job is more of Dre Jameson's to lose rather than it is for him to prove himself at this point. Yeah, I think that I think that's a pretty fair perspective. I think Dre Jameson has looked the best out of all the guys who who did pitch in the majors last year. So Ryan Nelson, Tommy Henry, Dre Jameson. I think Jameson has looked the best so far in spring training. And I don't think that's just like, you know, the box score looks the best out of all the guys. I think if you've if you've actually watched these starts, if you've watched some of these pitches and the way that hitters have reacted and the swing and miss and uh, you know, how often hitters are chasing at these pitches. I think Dre Jamison just pretty clearly has kind of separated himself from that competition. Certainly still time. Uh, we're not drawing any any firm conclusions at this point. Uh, but yeah, I had Dre Jamison as the fifth starter back in January, and I'm I'm sticking with that right now. And <laughs> it looks pretty I don't know, good. maybe maybe I can just see the future, good. Derek. Maybe. maybe I maybe I'm not I'm not making projections. Well, I'm just telling you how it's see, gonna be. This I don't is know. where I have to bring him <laughs> back down to reality because one thing we have been told quite a bit by the coaching staff and just what we've heard reiterated was that the Diamondbacks were gonna go with experience. And at this point, even when it comes to that fifth starting rotation spot. Dre Jamison and Ryan Nelson really are the ones with the most major league experience out of the pack. So it does feel like those two guys kind of have that, that edge up on Tommy Henry and Brandon fought. Yeah. That's the reason why it feels a bit like fought doesn't, uh, could do, could do abs absolutely everything right and still find himself in Reno at the end of camp. Uh, there were some, uh, guys roster moves that were made, but before we move on to that, uh, one interesting thing I thought about Jesse's predictions from January was that he just had an open spot for a free agent reliever. I did. The diamondbacks had not acquired <laughs> Andrew Chafin at the time. And now Andrew I'm Chafin telling you, Derek, I can see the future. Spot. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how else to I break to it to with you. this every single day, but <laughs> no, we, and again, that was something we had talked about quite a bit too, was the diamondbacks had talked. Mike Hazen had talked about having that bullet left in the gun uh, to pick up a free agent. But as time kind of went on, it felt more and more like they weren't going to make that move. Chafin does end up en ending up back here with the Diamondbacks after that point and has made his way into Jesse's bullpen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you're not going to sign Andrew Chafin and then send him to Reno or something. So, <laughs> just like uh, Mark Melanson, <laughs> <laughs> I think Andrew Chafin's going to make the team. He has had some uh, a groin tightness issue in recent days, but it doesn't sound like that's that's going to be a hindrance as far as making the opening day roster or anything. Uh, but yeah, I did make a couple of changes in the bullpen uh, back in January when I did my roster projection. I had both Kyle Nelson and Cole Sulcer. Uh, making the opening day roster for the D-backs in the bullpen. Now swap those guys out. I have Corbin Martin uh, making it, who I think has pitched very well so far in spring training. Officially moved to the bullpen now. I think he's really embraced that role and uh, has at least looked very good in games, has gotten good results so far. Uh, then I also have Tommy Henry uh, making the team as a reliever. Uh, the D-backs are likely to need some sort of length at the beginning of the season, just as kind of an extra safety net. 
Um, so I, I think that would be a good role for Tommy Henry. It's kind of nice having a lefty in that role. Yeah. Gives, gives teams a little bit of a different yeah. look. If you start with a righty and you know, that, that guy gets banged up or whatever has to leave the game early. You can kind of force the opposing manager into a tough spot by yeah. switching lineup, up a lineup, little bit. tough lineup decision. There. Yeah. Right. The other thing is, is to, the, the only concern I have there is Tommy Henry has looked really good in his starts and his last start. He looked excellent. So it just makes me wonder if the Diamondbacks are going to have a difficult decision in deciding whether to bring him out of the pen. They haven't made a really – it's no secret that they're going to bring Corbin Martin out of the pen. They've been very forward about that. Yeah, but, and Corbin Martin's not going to be a long man. Right. Uh, Tommy Henry. one plus. Yeah, Tommy Henry. I don't think the D-backs would use Tommy Henry as like a one-inning reliever. I think that um, if he, he does wind up in the guy. bullpen, I think yeah. they're going to keep his length. I think that they really, especially early in the season, value – you know, having as many guys stretched out as they possibly can. So for me, it's kind of just a matter of, you know, whether that happens in the in the big leagues or, or in, in AAA. Uh, you also had a couple of, uh, not changes, but I think the biggest question at this point, um, you had a couple of guys kind of in the infield that may or may not uh, end up there, but the biggest thing is uh, Paven Smith or Kyle Lewis for the last spot in the outfield. Yeah, yeah, I think it's probably Paven. I think it's probably Paven just because Paven uh plays first base he has experience playing first base the d-backs will need a backup first baseman uh kyle lewis does not have experience playing first base i don't believe at least not recently that versatility um, will will win you over with tory every time i think that versatility is going to be important and pavens also looks really good offensively uh he's another guy who's been a, a little banged up dealing with some lower back tightness we should See him in a game at some point this weekend so i don't think that'll be an issue for him but paven six for 14 uh, with a homer so far in spring training. So again, Surprisingly you're not good. You're not necessarily reading too much into the numbers, but he did make some adjustments to his batting stance. He's a little bit more closed off. Uh, and uh, apparently that seems to be working. I don't know if that's necessarily the reason they're, that he's had some success, but still, it seems to be working. They're still very complimentary of his ability to read the strike zone and his plate presence, all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, again, if, if he can put it together, you know what I mean? Like it, it, that, that skill isn't a skill every hitter has, right? So it's like uh, to get the compliments he's received over the years, even from veteran players about his ability to know the strike zone and know the box, that's something that unique that, that he does very well. But again, if, if you can't put all of those things together, it doesn't equate to success at the plate. So hopefully he's found that, you know, found that right combination and, I, I really just want to see the Arizona Diamondbacks make the right decision on whoever's going to help this team win baseball games at the end of the day. Realistically, that's what it's all about. Uh, they did make some roster moves. They did send uh, Blaze Alexander and Jorge Barosa uh, down to AAA Reno. Uh, and they have Austin Adams, Austin Bryce, Juan Citeno, uh, Sam Clay, and Michael Otanez reassigned to minor league camp. So the Diamondbacks currently have 55 players remaining in their big league camp at salt river fields and when i say that the guys that are reassigned to minor league camp i think they just walked down a couple fields maybe yeah, or you're yeah. just right here you're not going anywhere <laughs> but uh it's uh again some fun stuff the diamondbacks obviously we know there's a lot of diamondbacks in the world baseball classic uh this has been fun jesse japan dominated korea in this morning's matchup or yesterday's matchup i don't know how to I don't know when to say these games <laughs> happened, but it was this morning Time for me. Time zones are hard. <laughs> Time zones. Oh, don't, don't even get me started on that and organizing trips with my friends in different time zones. That's horrible. But uh, Japan continues to be 
just an absolute juggernaut in this tournament. And uh, even though all the Czech Republic guys can't wait to face Japan, I don't know if they're really ready uh, for for to face Shohei Otani and that Japanese team because they are pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, Japan had Shohei Otani start game one and Yu Darvish start game two. So uh-huh. that's a pretty good... That's a pretty good one-two playoff one, two punch, punch, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Team USA doesn't have a one-two punch that good. Nope. So, uh, yeah, pretty pretty impressive stuff. Lars Newtbar, once again, had a good game, two for four. Shohei Otani, two for three. What a great three. Star Wars name, too. Bro. What a great I mean, Star Wars name. I still can't get over... It's the two A's in the bar. That's the part that really just sets it over the top as a star wars star wars does have a thing with like lots of vowels yeah oh yeah you don't use one vowel oh yeah you use like two or three vowels and 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 it's a a double o and a double a in the same last name like send me over the edge already take me on the millennium falcon let's go to (laughs) batu uh yeah but he's he's i mean he's just he's he's a superstar he really is like he's really emerged in major league baseball as a superstar i know the people uh in st louis absolutely adore him but like uh, again, today he was giving a post-game interview after that win, and he's just so wholesome, and he's just so happy to be there. And, like, I don't know. There's just – He's a breakout candidate. Like, I really right. like Lars Newbar. I, I really mean, last year for the Cardinals, he at 228 with 14 home runs in 108 games. The numbers don't necessarily jump off the page. Sure. But if you look at L- Lars Newbar's uh, baseball savant page – there's a whole lot of red yeah. on Lars yeah. Newbar's baseball yeah. savant page. Yeah. So, and he's not talking about like a lightsaber. He's talking about other stuff. Yeah, but right. Yeah, you get it. You Th- get thanks it. for clarifying. I just that wanted there. to make sure people knew what you were meaning. And <laughs> uh, in other news in relation to this Japanese match, uh, or not this particular game, but uh, the Japan versus China World Baseball Classic game was watched per a tweet from Codify in 46% of Japanese households. Uh, do we have that tweet, Damon? Forty-six yeah. percent of uh, of Japanese households, and uh, that's a lot of households, Jesse. Yeah, I, I looked it up. There are fifty uh, in two thousand twenty-one. That's the data I found. There were fifty-five point six million Japanese households. So this game was viewed in over twenty-five million households. I'm sure those numbers are are increased since twenty twenty-one, obviously. But like, it just goes to show that the popularity of this world baseball classic in some of these countries is, is off the charts. Like they are, people are invested and they, they can't wait to see, like, I feel like for a lot of maybe Americans watching this, that this is just kind of an exhibition tournament just something that's yeah. kind of happening. But yeah, I mean, it's growing and people are invested in this. Yeah. It'll be interesting if we, if we can get our hands on some, some viewership numbers here in, in the U.S. Uh, when Team USA gets going, I'm curious how it'll compare. I don't think it's going to be 46 percent. No, of I don't US think it's going to be that. No, uh, I you don't even get that close for the World Series. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you ain't going to get no, it for this. But. No, I don't know if this is exactly like an apples to apples comparison. But looking at some ratings from the World Series, it looks like, at least to me, it looks like we were at about six percent of U.S. households watching these games. So six percent versus forty six percent. That's a pretty big, it's pretty, pretty, big, pretty, pretty big enormous difference. difference. And I mean, I guess uh, there's a lot of different factors that that certainly go into that. Um, but I mean, a big part of it is just that like people in Japan really, really care about Team Japan. Yeah. And uh, even you know, even the World Series, like the climax of baseball here in the U.S., it doesn't draw anywhere near the attention 
that what was not even that important of a game, right? I mean, this yeah. is the very early stages yeah, yeah, yeah. of the WBC. <laughs> yeah, like, no what are these people doing with their lives? Like, I don't know. Every every single person in Japan is tuning into this. It's pretty wild. <laughs> I think part of it might be like a rivalry factor to a degree between Japan and China. I know that there's. I'm that, sure that is definitely right? there's part a, of there's it. A, yeah. There's a degree <laughs> of that here with the Team Mexico and Team uh, USA game. There's also the proximity um, of Chase Field here to to Mexico and to the United States. Like that's fair. Uh, that, that's that, probably a decent part of why that game is sold yeah, out. Oh yeah, I mean for sure. Mexico for sure. is obviously not far away, and there's a lot of Hispanic people that live here in Arizona. Oh, absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. And also uh, the the Team Mexico jerseys are absolute fire. But what's more fire is their warm up kits that match the jersey, which Ooh. are just fucking oh, incredible. Okay. Uh, in other news, speaking, he said apples to apples. It made me think the Dominican Republic, uh, the DR, the team from DR, is powered by Platino Power. And I know a lot of people don't know what that no phrase means, what right? That is. Um, so I'm going <laughs> to explain it because I am, uh, of course, rocking my my full Puerto Rican gear. Shout out to our man, uh, Rob Friedman, by the way, Pitching Ninja, for this wonderful shirt. Ooh, uh, there you go. Uh, but uh, plantains are... Like bananas, Jesse. They grow oh, a yeah. tree. Oh, yeah. No, I know plantains. You know plantains are. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. platino in Spanish, right? Oh, so plant, okay. platino power means plantain power. It's something that uh, our very own Fernando Rodney at one point was a big believer in, so much so I that he would walk around that. with a plantain in his hand when he was part <laughs> of the Dominican Republic uh, World Baseball Classic team. But uh, they're delightful. Plantains are delightful. Do they uh, just eat? Like just straight up plantain? Nope. Is that how you do? You don't because it's not like a banana. So you okay. don't peel it. It doesn't peel very easily. It's in like the same family as a banana. What's but it's weird not exactly is, the same yeah, thing it as is. A right. Okay. So it grows on a tree like a banana in a bunch. It looks like a banana. Okay. Same shape. It goes from green to yellow. But you usually want to sure eat it. Are you sure it's not a banana, Derek? Well, it's here's the thing. like a banana. It's very hard <laughs> to peel. So if you've ever tried to peel one, you will instantly know that that is no goddamn banana. Now, <laughs> the other thing about it is when we eat them in Puerto Rico, we want to eat them when they're uh, not ripe. So when they're very green, that's like oh, the best time. Fascinating. So like, okay. and then when we break them open, they're almost like uh, they're they're almost like a, a root vegetable, like a potato or a, or a yam, right? So they don't. They're not sweet. They're kind of bland if you were to eat it it would be hard to eat and like like eating a goddamn potato right i think i had like uh like dried plantain chips yes something like yeah. that so that's the that's that is the format of right, a exactly that so that's kind of how we make them we make them into potato chips or something the similar the fire the fire thing to make with plantains is as every puerto rican everybody from the caribbean knows is tostones tostones are basically like the best of best of both worlds between a french fry and a potato chip it's flat Ooh. it's flat and it's fried it's it's, it's kind of thin like a potato chip you can eat them like a potato chip like the plantain chips you're describing however when you when you get them in this way they're just freshly cooked they're hot they're crispy on the outside they have that that like mushy kind of like a potato on the inside Ooh. and they're just delicious and perfect and because like of this reasonably healthy then no they're not healthy because okay. you fry them just okay, like you, you would french fry fries okay. yeah you fry in puerto rico we fry everything everything <laughs> gets fried it doesn't matter it will make anything unhealthy in puerto rico <laughs> let me tell you but yes you fry them uh and then they come out wonderful you dip them in a sauce or a ketchup kind of sauce and they're just incredible so basically what i'm saying is 
you're not going to stop this team from the Dominican Republic, no matter how much you try, because they are getting home cooked food that they haven't had some of them since they were kids. And they are going to be powered like super hu- humans, you know, like like basically like like they rolled around in uh, toxic waste. Uh, that's for comic books from the 60s. And now they have superpowers and not lymphoma. Um, and it's going to be incredible to watch because the Dominican Republic team, as you say, may not have the uh, the pitching lineup that the. Obviously, the that, team Japan, that the team Japan has. I mean, but, well, I said Team USA doesn't have the, the, well, the top I'm saying, two. Sandy Alcantara, though, however, and Christian and Javier, Christian Javier so is pretty, pretty good, damn good. Pretty darn good uh, one yeah, too. So, I just can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to see how this kind of uh, boils down because we have, you know, like the Czech Republic team. They won. I hit both of my bets yesterday for there my DraftKings pick of the week. So that doesn't happen often. That should be celebrated. Uh, but like. They, they interviewed them, and every single player on that team can't wait to play against Shohei Otani, and I don't know why because they're going to get <laughs> smashed, but I love I love that team of every men, and the Czech Republic team uh, has a special place in my heart. It's so a movie the, waiting to happen, man. Huh? It's a movie waiting to happen. It, really, it absolutely like, is. If they it go, is. If they, they don't have to win the whole thing. If they just get like reasonably far in the WBC – it's it's somebody has to make a movie about the Czech Republic. Like it it's just I don't know. I feel like Tom Hanks needs to be in that movie. Tom Hanks should be right? in the movie. It should be like whatever good everyman actor, you know. I don't know. I can't think of a lot of good everyman <laughs> actor right now to stop my head, but there's you know what I mean? Like just the guys that look like normal ass people, you know, Matt Damon. Sam Rockwell, you know, there just you have go. a bunch of guys out there. He doesn't know who any of those guys are, I guarantee you. He knows Tom Hanks, but I he do doesn't know, know Tom Hanks. That's it. I know I he doesn't know the at rest. At least heard of Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's, there's just so many good stories. And again, if you're not watching the World Baseball Classic, again, we have a video we dropped on YouTube that kind of describes our feelings on why it's kind of a not miss kind of thing. We know the time of the year sucks, but uh, you're going to get Mike Piazza setting up a, an, an espresso machine in team Italy's dugout. Like, do you want to miss that? Not, it's not just the espresso machine. I was impressed by it was the neat little caddy of items that he had next to it. That just had like sugar and all the accoutrements oh, yeah. that you would need to build yourself a delicious coffee. So don't miss the world baseball classic, because again, it's going to be uh, over very soon. I think we got like less than two weeks of it left yep. before we're, we're in the finals for for that, so make sure to check that out. And again, if you are lucky enough to be going to that Team USA, Team Mexico game, have a blast. Uh, take lots of, lots of pictures of Chase Field looking like that because I don't know when we're going to see it like that again. It should uh, be great. I mean, I think the I would think the roof would be open. Yeah, yeah. Oh like yeah. Roof and panels open. Yeah, beautiful. I haven't time looked of the year. at the weather, yeah, but I think I Sunday night that. should be pretty, pretty fantastic. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. You think either of those teams will have a, an espresso in the, uh, oh, in the dugout? Man, I don't know. I don't know that. Uh, I think I, I need an espresso in my house now. I've been thinking about getting an espresso. If it's good enough for Mike Piazza, then it's probably good enough for me i don't i don't think i don't know if i'm ready to see uh jesse friedman that's amped up on espresso like that could be i do i do love espresso i do <laughs> i do actually love espresso but caffeine has absolutely no effect on me whatsoever so you don't have to worry about that derek i could have like some drink with eight shots or yeah. whatever in it it yeah. would have absolutely no impact whatsoever, he's so. still the same he's even keeled all the time he's just like this all the time in college i wished yeah. that caffeine would have an impact because yeah. there were times when i desperately needed it but 
it didn't do anything to me. Well, if you need but. your if you need your caffeine fix, we have the perfect place for you, and that's our friends at Circle K. Ooh, there you go. Get to Circle K. They have the best coffee, best gas, best beer, everything, snack selection, everything that you need uh, for your road trips or for hey, just getting ready to go see a wonderful game here at Chase Field. Grab your snacks, fill up on gas, and get going. Check out our friends at the local Circle K for your best options on all that stuff. We're so excited to partner with our friends at Circle K. And to kick things off, we've teamed up for an amazing giveaway opportunity. Text PHNX to 31310 for an opportunity to win a $500 gas card. See show notes for details. Jesse and I both want to enter in and win the $500 gas card we just do. so we can go to opening day. Um, but we're going we're gonna to road trip. And when we road trip, we road trip hard. And uh, we have very different wants and needs when we stop by Circle K and fuel up for a road trip. Jesse apparently does not buy any candy. Uh, and that seems to bother me. I don't no, know. No, I'm not why. really a candy guy. He's not a candy no. guy. No, I mean sometimes you need sustenance, right? Like you need <sighs> I do you need, not. You need something to keep you going. So I'll buy snacks and I will occasionally buy a caffeinated beverage, even though I've already said that that has very little impact on me whatsoever. Um, um, well, I will I will buy the beer is what I will do. I'll make sure. Go. See, because that's a, when you go on a road trip, you forget to bring the beer with you, right? Like you're like, oh, we'll get it there. Where are you going to get Four Peaks in California? I don't know. You're going to have to go to maybe like a, a, a beer, Bethmo or someplace. No, go get your <laughs> circle, get your beer at Circle K, take it with you. Uh, and speaking of Four Peaks Brewing Company, make sure to enjoy some of those wonderful beers wherever you're out. It's Friday beers. Hope you all are having one right now with me. And of course, Four Peaks Brewing Company is the best place to have a beer on Friday. You can check out their spring training tours the entire month of March. Check out the ghosts. Check out the craft brews. Check out all the stuff they got going on. And be sure to follow them at Four Peaks Brew to get all the latest on Arizona's premier craft brewery. Also, check out their calendar at fourpeaks.com slash events for all your beer week entertainment. And you already know the best place to spend St. Patty's Day. It's the A Street Pub. Uh, hang with your favorite degenerates. That's us. Uh, and have a good time. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. Uh, I have no problem calling myself a degenerate. This guy, I don't know if we can label him as that, but I'm slowly turning him. I have no time. problem calling you that either. Dude. I know, I know, but <laughs> with one day, one day we'll make Jesse into a degenerate. Um, but I will tell you this much. Jesse pays his bills. I know that. Uh, and I also pay my bills. So call us what you want, but you can't call us late on our payments. What you can do is you can call Bally Sports Arizona late on their payments because per an article from Sports Business Journal, Diamond Sports Group is late on its rights payment to one team in Major League Baseball and one team only, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Just had to be. It just, just had, had to be, to be us. <laughs> <laughs> they, do, they do have a grace period until grace next period. Thursday, right? They have until 11.59 p.m. on Thursday, March 16th to make their payment. I had to tell Jesse about grace periods with his new mortgage payment. Uh, I don't think he believes me still, but I try no, to tell I him. No, I don't. I don't. He doesn't think he thinks he has to pay it on the first. I was like, I'm every like, mortgage I'm like has so until the fifteenth. Terrified 15th. about missing like one of my first mortgage payments, and Derek's tell over him. here like, tell you him. don't actually yeah. have to pay that by that day. Like you get <laughs> like two well, weeks got, or yeah, something. Weeks. I'm like, no, I am Everybody not. Does. I am Everybody not does. taking that risk. Yeah, that, that will give me extreme anxiety. But, I get it. Uh, apparently, uh, Diamond Sports Group has been. Uh, I, I think we've kind of all seen this situation coming for a while. Uh, but the the new thing that came out today, as you said earlier, is that, yes, the Arizona Diamondbacks are apparently 
The only team that we are aware of, uh, per some of the sources in the Sports Business Journal article, uh, that that has already lost revenue as a result of this situation. Now, the reason why, apparently, according to this article from Sports Business Journal, is that the Diamondbacks have what is said to be a deal considered extremely favorable to the team, meaning the Diamondbacks are getting much more money for the sports uh, for for the rights uh, than 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 they should. Yeah, but again, it's a contractual basis that was agreed upon, so you can say what it is. There are other teams that are also considered to be potentially in danger of this. One of them is in our division. It's the San Diego Padres. There's also two teams from Ohio in the Cleveland Guardians and the Cincinnati Reds who are also considered to be uh, on deals that are equally favorable to the team, meaning that the teams are getting a lot of money uh, by comparison to perhaps the revenue that the rights are generating for, for Diamond Sports Group. Yeah, I don't know exactly the amount of money that the Diamondbacks have been bringing in annually from their TV deal, but I believe it's somewhere in the 75 to $100 million range, yeah. something like that. The previous deal that the Diamondbacks had brought them about $30 million in TV revenue annually. So the new deal that the Diamondbacks signed at the end of 2015 literally tripled, roughly tripled their TV revenue. So to be honest, reading this report, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, like I think it might have been overvalued just a little bit. Like it, it kind of tracks based on just how enormous of an increase there was when the Diamondbacks signed that new deal a few years back. I used to have to do collections on mortgage payments, speaking of which, it's why I'm so familiar with that 15-day grace <laughs> period. But uh, the one thing I had to constantly remind people when it came to the value of their house was that values of things are imaginary and temporary. They're not real. They're not real unless you're selling it unless in that moment, it, unless right. you're getting that amount of money from someone for it at that time. The problem with like the housing market, for instance, is it fluctuates. And at times, you could feel like you got a bad deal because your house dropped from $200,000 down to $120,000. But unless you were planning on... <laughs> yeah, good luck finding a house for $200,000. <laughs> <laughs> I, for, I forget. We bought our houses in completely different yeah, like, timelines. Yeah. Don't I, remind, don't I'm, remind I'm me. I'm a different timeline. I live your, on the best your timeline. Your interest rate, or I don't want to know any of it, Derek. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I digress. Basically, what hap the one thing I would tell people is None of this, the, the value doesn't matter unless you're selling your house. And we did have people at times that wanted to let their house go into foreclosure simply because they felt like the value had dropped so much that they didn't want to keep it anymore. And again, yeah. value is an imaginary amount in the moment. And it can go down, it can go up, it can go all over the place, it can fluctuate. And that counts for houses, cars, any kind of market. And it counts for when it comes to these sporting rights because the trajectory of regional sporting rights looks like it was just going to keep going up forever as far as the value on it is concerned. But at the end of the day, the one factor that they couldn't really account for was that people were eventually going to want to switch over to like a more a streaming service, something where they didn't have to get, get a conventional television package or something in order to have that channel. And they wanted to be able to watch it on the go or on their computer or now in, in today's day and age on their TV, on an app. And unfortunately, they couldn't really keep up with that demand. It's been a problem across baseball, too. It's not just with Valley Sports Arizona or the Diamond Sports Group. It factors into, you know, obviously the subscriptions and, and blackouts and all sorts of other stuff. But baseball just needs an overhaul. And I really think right now baseball is trying to do everything it can 
to get all of the rights back under their control so that they can put together some sort of viewing package, you know, for, for everybody that works better than what we've seen. I just don't know how long that's going to take. I don't know how much money that's going to cost teams like the diamondbacks, like the Padres, like the guardians that are receiving so much income from this contract that they had with diamond sports group. Uh, And more importantly, we really don't know what happens if diamond sports group doesn't make this payment next Thursday, right? For all intents and purposes, if they do not make the per the payment, we expect to see major league baseball, try to take the television and digital rights back from Bally sports, Arizona. Right. So that would be a gradual process involving all sorts of legal battles. And uh, this is basically just, the start of the process of, of bankruptcy, basically. Right. But it doesn't just happen overnight. It's probably going to take several months. And it sounds like in the meantime, as weird as it is, Valley Sports Arizona is going to continue to operate pretty much games. as normal. And yeah. they're going to broadcast all of these games until eventually someday they're not. It's <laughs> and fucking we wild. And it's we don't wild. know exactly when that's going to be, but it looks pretty inevitable at this point. Yeah. No, I mean, and, and it's not just the fact that... Uh, the MLB, you know, won't will have a, a legal battle, obviously, on their hands that will draw out. But there is infrastructure that needs to be put in place. Major League Baseball is taking those steps to create that that department, the LDM, LDM or whatever, uh, local local LLMD. Uh, but they are also they still have like a lot of things. Like there's just stuff that you don't even think of, right? Like they would need to generate ad revenue uh, for their own subscription service in a way. And I know that they have a team in place for their current like MLB network and things like that, but it would need to be expanded dramatically in order to go into these local regional areas where a lot of the ad revenue is generated by local businesses, not just giant national, you know, conglomerates. Um, But it's, again, it's definitely something that, is interesting because it seems like for the most part when people ask what's going to happen with the diamondbacks games in 2023 they're still going to be on valley sports arizona all of this beginning of the year all of this stuff's going to be happening behind the scenes the one caveat is if diamond sports group if valley sports arizona fails to broadcast a single uh diamondbacks game then that's when the deal immediately gets impacted and MLB is within legal rights to immediately take back the rights from the team, which is something interesting to see. I don't think Valley sports will allow that to happen because obviously they will get more in the end. If they do this, the the long drawn out process rather than just completely abandoning their contract and allowing MLB to step in in that way. Yeah. I mean, this is not good for the diamondbacks to it's put not. it, to put it simply, uh, we suspected in the past when we when we've talked about this previously that the Diamondbacks might lose some money in the interim through this process because Diamond Sports Group isn't going to be able to pay what they're supposed to pay. Major League Baseball is going to step in. And we already heard from Rob Manfred uh, about a month or so ago at this point that Major League Baseball would not be able to replace that revenue, at least not in the short term. Uh, but now... What this article tells us is that what the Diamondbacks have been making, what they have been pulling in on the TV side is not sustainable, essentially. Um, And so this this went from being a situation where you were looking at a temporary revenue loss to now looking at what is likely going to be a long-term revenue loss for the Diamondbacks that continues year after year after year into the future. 
Um, and frankly, we haven't necessarily seen the impacts of the increased TV, TV revenue that the Diamondbacks have, have brought in. If you look back at, um, you know, between 2015 and, and 2016 and, and the years immediately following that, I think uh, the Zach Granke deal was maybe partially powered by that new TV deal. I yeah. think there were maybe a few things yeah. here and there. Yeah, that's um, a good point. But with COVID and everything that, you know, every major league team has dealt with in the last few years, we've seen the D-backs pull back on on payroll. You're not necessarily seeing the imprint of that money anymore. And it, it I mean, it's tough looking into the future. It's like, yeah, the D-backs already are not necessarily increasing their payroll a whole bunch from where it was before that TV deal. And now even that money that they brought in uh, doesn't look like it's going to be continuing into the future. So uh, we don't know that for sure, right? At, at this point, you know, this, these are just kind of in, in, people in the industry saying what they think about the Diamondback steel, but it doesn't really inspire confidence for the future. It doesn't, and it's going to be interesting to see how it in, impacts their spending uh, going forward. Obviously, right now, uh, this is a reason why they're actually in such a good position with these young players, uh, because for the most part, they're not going to have any huge contracts that they have to take care of anytime soon. Uh, and the ones that do expire, most likely they'll allow to expire. They'll allow guys to go elsewhere. Um, but, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. That's the reason why there's a lot of concern uh, with us over Zach Gallen signing a contract extension because, again, the financial future is so uncertain that I just don't know if they're going to end up having the money to invest in that. But that's a, that's we got really sad and dark there, and I don't want to be in that place because it's Friday <laughs> and I'm drinking Friday beers. Uh, we thank you guys <laughs> for being We're going to give away a pizza, We're going to give away we a pizza. Happy, Shit, right? yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's change things around. So uh, <laughs> we thank you guys for being here so much. Of course, if you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when we go live or any of the wonderful shows on the network go live. Uh, also, leave us a thumbs up. It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. Uh, if you're watching or if you're not watching, you can't watch us on an audio podcasting app. I hate to break it to you, but if you're listening to us on an audio podcasting app of your choice, make sure to subscribe to us there. If you haven't done so already, leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback. We thank you so much, of course, for being here. Uh, of course, if you guys are a diehard member already, we thank you for being a diehard member. But if you're not, make sure to sign up for a diehard membership. It's not only the best membership that you can sign up for for Sports in the Valley, but it comes with all sorts of wonderful stuff. Uh, free hat or shirt from the phnxlocker.com. Every single year you're a member, 20% off all future purchases. If I seem distracted there for a second, it was because <laughs> Emma was flipping me off on both sides of the camera there for a little bit. But it's how she says goodbye. I adore her so week. much. <laughs> I miss her already. I wish I was saying goodbye. But anyway, uh, back to the diehard membership. You get uh, 20% off all future purchases. It's phnxlocker.com. You get discounts with our members. You get diehard-only merch. You get diehard-only events. You get, oh, yeah, there she is. She's back. Uh, you get so much stuff uh, for being a diehard member. You also get this guy's newsletter, the full count. Not the full count. He'll get so mad at me for saying that. It's just Jesse Friedman's full count. Uh, and you get that over at PHN, gophnx.com along with all the other wonderful newsletters from Gerald, uh, Craig. You know that guy, Craig Morgan, Howard Balzer, and so much more. So sign up for a member today. You also get part to be a part of our diehard only discord lounge, uh, which Chris Melton, by the way, earlier said 
that dramatic, dramatic. I can't even say it now. Dramatically, dramatically is the word. Did that? Is that did I? Did that word? That word came out of my mouth. Apparently, don't I believe that is it. a word. But it. But it yeah, did, uh, you, you called. You said. You said overdog, and I still don't believe that that's a real word. It's but in the dictionary. Yeah, you say that, but I don't believe you. I haven't seen it myself. But anyway, we thank you guys uh, for being here. We thank Chris for pointing out my nonsense words. And uh, if you're here right now in the chat. Drop us a pizza emoji, and we will enter you into a drawing for a free 20-inch pepperoni pizza from our friends at Mountain Mike. Shout out to Mountain Mike himself, the one and only. He says he's not. I, I've covered this. He says, he says he's, not, he's the, not Mountain that's Mike. That's just such bullshit. That's right? exactly what Mountain Mike would say. That's exactly what Mountain Mike would say. Did you have you looked at that guy? I mean, come on. Like, yeah, he puts on a polo shirt, but I bet he's got a flat flannel in the car. Anyway, Mountain Mike. Uh, shout out to our friend Mike Smith, of course. Uh, we got this wonderful 20-inch pizza to give away. Ryan, you already won one. Get out of here, scram. Uh, <laughs> but if you haven't won one, leave a pizza emoji in the comments, and I will enter you into our wheel of names, and I will pick one winner before the end of the episode. Chris, you are in, my dear. And, of course, uh, we thank you guys. We love you guys. Thank you guys for being here. Um, one thing was I got a lot of uh, – I, I guess I can't say a lot of flack. It was two tweets. I don't but think you got. No. I don't like negative. <laughs> I don't like negative comments at all. You guys know that about me. But you didn't get as much flack as the Diamondbacks got from no, John Miller. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. Uh, and we all know about John Miller's comments on the Giants broadcast. Of course, uh, he called the Arizona Diamondbacks a bush league team. He had all sorts of negative, terrible things to say. I, I, I retorted with what I thought was a fairly reasonable rant myself. I honestly think. Uh, like I, and, and, and I think my suspicions were confirmed, right? Because I thought in general, it sounded like what he was complaining about was that a person did not physically walk up to him and hand him a packet of paper. And then Jesse being a more reasonable person was like, there's no way, uh, they must not have, maybe they didn't put it out on that table that we always walk past because why would someone complain like a maniac on air? in the way that John Miller did about not getting the information about the team if he could have walked over to a little table and picked up the information. Well, it turns out, based on a statement uh, from Jackie Brown uh, to the Arizona Republic, they uh, we might what we thought might have been uh, the, the case. Uh, she said, it is unfortunate that he took this perspective. A member of our PR staff, in fact, was on site and on hand for any questions, and we provided the press box with our stadia, standard collateral as we always do. Several of us, including Derek and myself, meaning Derek Hall, had conversations with our peers and the top executives at the Giants, all of whom apologized profusely. I am proud of my team. We have put this behind us and look forward to continuing to exhibit professionalism, service, and integrity in our roles. And that comes uh, from Jacqueline Brown. I I, I, I abbreviated her name because we call her Jackie. But... Here's I thing. don't think she goes by. No, Jack no, that's it. No one. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure she doesn't. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to say this about the Arizona Diamondbacks PR staff: is they are absolutely top notch. They are some incredible people over there. We absolutely love working with them, and that's I think the reason why we might have even gotten a bit defensive about this. Uh, John Miller apologized in a half-hearted way himself, kind of saying he was half. He was joking. He was trying to kind of make a joke about it on air. Uh, but as you may have heard in the in his in his own words, uh, it didn't sound much like a joke. Did did 
he actually apologize? He did kind of apologize. I'm not really aware of any John Miller it wasn't, apology. It wasn't a good apology, but he did apologize. And I will look it up for you so I have the exact quote. Uh, but he didn't really apologize in a uh, in, in a significant way. He didn't she apologize. He should have after this. Yeah, I mean, I mean as far like... I don't know logistically exactly what happened here, but yeah, we suspected that maybe the Diamondbacks had some sort of a mix up. Yep. You know, we didn't know at the time if if they had sent a PR person there or not. It was if a split squad the, game. And it was it a split was, squad day. A lot of the people were over at Salt River Field. No Tory as manager. That's why he was saying he didn't know who the manager was and stuff. And this is what John Miller said in his apology on Sunday. If you want to call it that, he said they had their main game at Salt River Fields, but the B team or the split squad team was here. We were a little irritated that we didn't get any information about who was the manager, who the coaches were and whatnot. Anyway, I feel badly that it's become this story that's going throughout the Internet. You're welcome. Uh, I was just (laughs) trying to have a little fun because of Derek (laughs) and also express being a little irritated at the same time. I'm very sorry that it became such a big deal. It's just a spring training Cactus League game. Exactly. Uh, we could probably do these games if we never mention any names on the other team. Hopefully it will die off. If anybody asks, you say, oh, yeah, he apologized right on the air about it. That was his quote. Wow. Yeah. That's so <laughs> what a weird way to finish it. And My see, goodness. Here's the thing. John Miller is a 71 year old man. So sometimes he doesn't really feel like putting on the same pomp and circumstance. Some people do when they want to apologize or say something right whatever there's lots of stuff you could say john miller's very respected i know that according to the angry tweets i was sent uh, about him being a hall of fame broadcaster and all of that I- i'm just saying this if you're a hall of famer and you're a professional you don't do this at any time right not when you're being recorded not when that mic is hot that's kind of a rule i say dumb shit on this show but i think i'm allowed to jesse meanwhile not allowed to say any dumb shit he has to watch every word he says that's the difference between the two of us. And really, it's the difference when you talk about a broadcaster like this, in my opinion. He can have all the feelings he wants, and he can make jokes if he wants to. Uh, but he also decided to attack a group of people who do an absolutely outstanding job when it comes to communications and providing information to opposing teams and broadcasting teams and all of that. So to be fair, based on his what he said there, it does sound like maybe the D-backs, like they provided some collateral or whatever in the press box. It does sound like there was some information missing. Like, they probably should have made it clear who the coach was that day. Maybe. Like, Absolutely. Like, I think there are some things that and they should have done. And we said that. Like, even when I was yeah, going. Yeah, that's not the point. That, that's that, not the point. That, I said that earlier. Like, even if the Diamondbacks had completely dropped the ball on this, that's fine. I'm not saying that the Giants weren't completely within their rights to contact the Diamondbacks and say, what the hell happened? Right. Like we can't do a broadcast if you don't provide us with information. But not only does that not seem to be the case, it also seems to be like kind of an over exaggeration about the lack of information that was provided. Right. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> the but Bush League D backs like really the fuck on. You're gonna, right. You're going to take on the entire organization. But here's the thing. It's like when I get to the press box, nobody holds my hand and takes me over to where the information is. Nobody like, in fact, at times people within any organization would kind of look at you and be like, what what are you what are you asking me if you were like hey where can i find the sheet for the thing like there's a table with all of the information there it's never different it's always the same there's always somewhere in the press box that you can locate uh the 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 pi- packets piles of information and and like i was saying the last time we brought this up 
Uh, it's it's in every press box we go into. So I I just I don't know what what happened yeah. here. Uh, and I really felt like it was attack both on the Diamondbacks PR staff as well as the Diamondbacks team themselves yeah. for sending a split squad team to play the Giants, which I don't know if John has experienced this in his 71 years of life, but that happens quite a bit during spring training that they send a split squad team. So again, the idea to call them Bush league when they ended up whooping your team's ass nine to five, they did. Uh, I don't know. It's a whole other thing, but I will say, so I, I, I don't have much experience like listening to John Miller. I've certainly heard his voice attached to a few giants highlights over the years. But if I'm not mistaken, John Miller was the play-by-play voice on MLB 2K6, mm-hmm. which was actually a game I don't think I ever owned any other MLB 2K game except for that one. <laughs> Maybe John Miller came back for, for the years following. I don't know if he did, though. But I remember playing MLB That's 2K6, hilarious. and it was Joe Morgan and That's John hilarious. Miller. They were they were the duo. Yeah, he did he did a lot of the 2K games. He did a lot of them. I remember okay. that as well. Okay. For sure. Okay. And again, I, I like it's so weird because I know he's revered, and I know he's probably a great guy. Like it's such a weird thing. But can uh, you imagine if they put something like that into a video game? <laughs> <laughs> like what if uh, what if your video game play by play announcers just went rogue every yeah. once in a while? Like they just recorded a few things that are just utterly outrageous. You know what? And if like you Jesse, play the game for long enough, yeah, then you'll actually find them. It's like what you said, because after you play it that first time, you don't listen to any of that shit anymore. Yeah. You're just skipping through cutscenes <laughs> and you're not listening to commentary. I uh, mean, for most for most sports video games, it gets pretty old, right? Yeah. Like you've kind of for the first month or two, maybe, of playing a sports video game, things feel fresh and original yeah. as far as the broadcast yeah. goes. And then eventually you're like, yeah, I've heard him. Screw I've heard it. him go on this rant like eight times. <laughs> yep. More than eight oh, times. Oh, who are they going to have on bait? You know, whatever the repeat comments were. But baseball games are better than that now, Jesse. I don't know. You can also get yourself a video game called Power Wash Simulator. Don't even get me started <laughs> on how great of a video game that now, shit is. We, we could record some electric play-by-play with the, audio yeah, with power for, for the Power Wash yeah, Simulator yeah. game. Jesse they should, still they doesn't believe that's PH a real game that exists. in charge of that. We would do an outstanding job calling those, I, I, those I Power Wash I outings. I agree. Oh, he's getting down on that on that trellis. Look at getting that dirt off those edges on that trellis. A Dang. lot of people were very judgmental of you yesterday. They Darren. really were. They really were. Should have seen these people around this office asking me what I'm playing. Bunch of old folks. None of them have seen Power Wash. It's one of the hottest games in the market right now are you kidding me get out of here with that nonsense for, for the people who are not aware yes derek was i was playing was a game at the office for yep. several hours uh, yesterday several hours. before mean, our yeah, show I was here for several hours he was, was here a, for several hours and he spent a not insignificant amount yeah. of that time i was cleaning someone's backyard I he, mean, he was yes he was virtually washing power washing somebody's backyard so good. they had a and, fire uh, jesse he, someone had to clean it someone had to clean it jesse someone was it had a fire to clean it. is that how that mess I, got look, there it was smuts it was soot i don't know what it was but <laughs> regardless i got paid pretty goddamn well to clean it all yeah and you're in your fake money all spend right. it wisely Derek. all right i'm gonna <laughs> pick a pizza if you hey, look if you haven't dropped the pizza emoji in the chat do so now or uh wait until next friday uh to win a pizza but i am gonna go ahead and pick a winner right now live on the show the wheel is spinning and our winner is gabriel Gabriel wins Uh-oh. a free 20-inch pepperoni pizza from our friends at Mountain Mike's. Big shout-out to you, Gabriel. 
Uh, we will I send guess you that Gabriel, coupon. Gabriel deserves that, right? He absolutely right? deserves it. He deserves everything in the world. He's a great person. Uh, and more importantly, he uh, he was out at the Arizona Fall League Fall Stars game. Like, you have to be a special level of f- baseball fan to attend the Fall Stars game. Shout out to all of you that were out there. He was there. at the Home Run Derby. That's right. The Home Run Derby. That's right. Was that's he at the Fall Stars game? I, I was thinking Home Run Derby. Oh, so you thinking, were thinking Home Run Derby. Well, whatever. Okay. Maybe Gabriel was at the Fall Stars game. He we probably don't know. was. He probably, he probably was. was. But anyway, <laughs> uh, big shout out to all of you guys. And of course, if you haven't done so already, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app to have even more fun with sports. Uh, you can bet right now on the World Baseball Classic. There's so much. Uh, there's so much to bet on, uh, this guy over here, Damon, he's a maniac when it comes to bet. He's up at, he's up at three o'clock in the morning, taking the over on team Japan. Cause it got up to like plus 300 or something. It's I love it. Cash. Well, yeah, it's free. It was free money. It was free money. And you can win free money too on the DraftKings Sportsbook betting on the world baseball classic, adding all sorts of future bets to the MLB future bets and so much more. Get down on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now download the app and use our code of PHNX. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And, of course, we know the best way. Uh, Gabriel, see, he knocked down a kid at the Home Run Derby. That He deserves a pizza just for that. He deserves a pizza just for knocking down a kid. Those kids were maniacs, let me tell you. And I appreciate the fact that uh, he was there to do that. Uh, a great way to go to Arizona Fall League games and all sorts of other games, including spring training games, is GameTime.co. You can get tickets for $4, $6, $10, all sorts of all sorts of cheap tickets. I'm not guaranteeing that the weekend tickets are going to be that cheap, nor am I guaranteeing you're going to find a cheap ticket for Team USA versus Team Mexico at Chase Field. But I'm saying you should probably get up in the morning and check out GameTime.co to see what you might find on there because you might be surprised as to what you can find. You can get tickets for not only sporting events, but games, concerts, shows, all sorts of other stuff. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy your tickets last minute. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in our show description. Uh, I believe we had a comment earlier from Nicholas who he said yes. that he locked down some WBC tickets on yeah, game time. He did. If I'm he not did mistaken. say that. Yeah, it was earlier back up. Row in the three upper deck behind home plate That's for USA Mexico. Just snag WBC tickets for the USA Mexico team from game time. Row three. That's that is a great ticket, by the way. Like I don't mean to knock close seat, close seats, but it's kind of like what I tell yeah. my friends with football games, especially. Football games are terrible to watch close. Because you just get to you see the action see like right in front of you, and that's on. it, right? Yeah. But if you sit in like the section in the three hundred section, you get a great view of the game, and sometimes you can get those tickets for like twenty five bucks. So being make in sure. row three too, that's good stuff. Yeah, like if really you're good. at the Chase Field upper deck and you're the top, not gonna yeah, lie, 15, you're a little far away. You're gonna need a you're gonna need an oxygen tank and maybe <laughs> maybe uh, maybe some medication for the height. I don't know. I don't, it's, it's a little unnerving to walk up that high but row three that's a great especially for a game that's sold out yeah being in row three of the I, upper deck like right behind home plate you're gonna get a pretty epic view yeah of uh a packed full chase field Absolutely. on sunday night so that's, that's pretty cool and it's gonna be something else so make sure to send us lots of pictures jesse will be in the house so make sure to tweet him i will be at home drinking beers and watching it from the safety and and from the comfort of my own home. Uh, but we will be back here on Monday with all of your Diamondbacks updates as well as more on the World Baseball Classic. So keep it locked right here to PHNX. In the meantime, 
You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. This guy is at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at phnx underscore dbacks. But of course, all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much. We hope you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Uh, appreciate you guys being here. On behalf of Damon, Jesse, and myself, love you. Thank you for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you make your rights payments.